This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us. Check out IWC, RWA, and more. And listeners like you, support this show at patreon.com slash wrestlingmayhemshow. Hey guys, it is the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And we got another great interview with you. This is the show where we talk with people in and around independent professional wrestling. And uh, and today we're, we're talking with uh, somebody that uh, I got to meet recently. Thanks to Fight Underground, another cool uh, connection that's come out of that uh, uh, project. has been uh, uh, nice to... Make the connection, and uh, and uh, we've seen a lot of new faces because of that, whether it's uh, getting to know uh, some of the veterans of the area or uh, some people coming back to town, as tonight's case will be. But first, please go check out everything at IndieWrestling.us, where you can see uh, a lot of people, including our guest tonight, in action over there, uh, at least coming up here, I guess, as of this recording. And uh, you can also uh, support uh, WrestlingMayhemShow.com. That's where this and other great podcasts are up over there. Um, and uh, and please do that. And please uh, uh, check out, of course, tonight, our Fight Underground member with us. You can see the Fight Underground Area 2 currently streaming on all Fight Underground social media. This guy came in from New York City. He is Colossal Mike Law with us on the line tonight. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great, Mike. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, I know it's been a long time coming uh, based on our you know meeting uh, recently, so I'm happy to be here. It's good to have you on. Uh, like I said, good, good to be introduced to you. Uh, uh, first, uh, I, I think I was I, I was kind of joking beforehand. I was like, I pretty much had a pre-prep for this interview from everybody talking about you on the fight councils and things like that over over the right. weeks leading up to this and leading up to what's going to be coming up with your match here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, uh, I go back with a lot of people on the fight council and, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it just felt great. It felt like I was home again. You know what I mean? Just the, the feeling of going back to uh, a place that, you know, a lot of opportunity started for me in, in Pittsburgh. And I wanted to get to a little bit of that opportunity, but first we, we like to break the ice a little bit for those that maybe don't know yet. Like I said, I'm just being introduced to you in the, over the last couple of months myself. Um, and I think a lot of people just got introduced to you on the internet too. Maybe we'll uh, touch on that a little bit later. <laughs> but uh, first of all, uh, for those that don't know, what is your first memory of pro wrestling? Like growing up, like what's the first thing that, that kind of comes to mind? I mean, the first thing I always tell people is like uh, the first live event I ever went to was uh, the main event was Ricky Steamboat versus Randy Savage inside of a steel cage. And that had to be in 1986. And, you know, I'm dating myself here, right? But, uh, you know, uh, that watching that match, you know, uh, really just got me hooked. You know, I, people are like, oh, well, you know, were you not a Hulkamaniac? Of course I was, you know. And, uh, but at that point, I had watch wrestling for the first time live and i was hooked ever since you know and uh um it, it just one of those things where it, it was always in my mind and in my life the center of attention you know what i mean like you know whether it was uh you know whether it was watching in a live event or watching a pay-per-view you know i was always hooked you know and i always knew about my wrestling history you know it wasn't just me watching the last 20 years you know i you know i watched lutez i watched stuff from you know at, at that point you know that was 20 years uh, preceding that, I watched NWA, you know, like I, you know, Crockett, I didn't know what, you know, I only knew WWF because that was the biggest name in, in the Northeast for us, you know, but then later on, 
you know, I started watching the world-class wrestling, you know, and, and watching Brody and all that stuff. So it's been, it's been a lot of different, um, uh, stages of me as a fan, which eventually led to me, you know, becoming, you know, training to become a pro wrestler. Was it always in your mind of like, I'd love to do this, like, you know, when I grow up or when I, you know, when I could get to that point? You know, I, I tried out for the amateur wrestling team. I remember when I was in high school, the freshman high school, and the uh, wrestling coach was a badass. I mean, he was a, a former Marine um, who, who got kicked out, I guess, you know, for uh, assault. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, so he, he was a major badass. And I remember saying that I wanted to try out for the wrestling team. Now, mind you, I was 14 years old, man, and I was barely 100 pounds. I was probably like, you know. 78 80 pounds you know I was, small, I was just a small kid you know and uh he laughed he laughed at me because you, you'd get killed out there and uh you know i tried out for the amateur wrestling team later on and uh you know i didn't, didn't make it uh and then at 15 years old i met a promoter through my uncle who used to referee for him and uh you know and then from there i was like he's a guy you know i'll give me this kid for a few years you know we'll we'll toughen him up and um and, you know, we'll put some size on them, you know, all that stuff, you know, back in uh, 98 is when I, when I first, you know, got involved in, in the pro wrestling industry. That's awesome. So, so, you know, we know you, of course, here in the Pittsburgh area. Did you train in the Pittsburgh area or, or, you know, you said that was your first opportunity? No, I, I trained in, in, uh, in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. I played for Arena Puerto Rico. Um, you know, a lot of guys who eventually became top guys in the, you know, not only in the Northeast, but in independent wrestling, the SATs, Amazing Red, um, Homicide, Low Key, uh, a lot of those guys had a, you know, a, I would say a minute start because those guys got their training and became stars elsewhere. But a lot of those guys, you know, came from there initially. And uh, that's where I, I started my training. You know, it was there. Um, it wasn't very systematic. You know, I mean, you would get in there and one day one guy was training and the next day you were in there with somebody who probably didn't know what they were doing. Um, I eventually ended up going to a place called the Doghouse in uh, Queens, New York, where I was trained by a guy named Lathan Tower Torture and uh, a little bit by this guy named Eagle Morales. And those guys were, you know, uh, I was stubborn and I was very narrow minded. Um, those guys really tried to lead me the proper way. Lathan definitely did. I just. You know, I was very stuck in my own head a lot of times, which is, you know, 95% of this whole thing, you know. And, and, and were you transitioning into, like, putting on the mask? Or, or it, like, is that a part of that? Are you are you doing weight training alongside uh, the training for wrestling? Well, yeah. I mean, I started with a mask. Because in the state of New York, back in that point, um, wrestlers had to, have, had to have had a license to wrestle. You couldn't mm. wrestle – freely unless you were approved by a doctor you, the promoter had a vouch for you you had to have a letter recommendation there was a lot that went into that process plus the physical and all that uh and blood work and then you would have to pay the fee and whatnot um you know i thought i was ready i was not ready for years later you know what i mean i mm -hmm. was just not ready um from a mental standpoint you know what i mean like, not that i wasn't tough or mentally tough i mean i was put through the ringer plenty of times i just like had no direction, you know what I mean? And that takes, that takes a long period of time. But, um, you know, frankly speaking, I, uh, you know, as far as back then I wrestled with a mask because I had, I looked 
you know, if I were to shave this this beard off now, I'd, you know, go back 10 years, you know, um, it's just, you know, good genetics. <laughs> but with that being said, I, I wore a mask for the first few years because, you know, like, legally shouldn't have been in the ring anyway. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's always interesting to hear. Like, I, I forget which southern state still has licenses. Like, I don't know if it's Carolina or 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 or, or something like that. Uh, I want to say Louisiana still does. Yeah, that Louisiana. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think they're the ones that like uh, 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 barred pile drivers or something. WrestleMania weekend was the news. Right. Everybody went dead right. shows down there. So they're still crazy. Or even here, we had Hank Hudson on a few weeks ago, a few episodes ago, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, and, and talking about the, the license situation like before the 80s and things like that. So it, it's really wild to think about that with pro wrestling, especially looking at indies these days, right? Yeah. I mean, well, you know, I mean, listen, I think. Uh, you know, all things aside, I think, you know, if, if, if we were to take a look at bring something like that back, um, mm. I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world in general. You know, I think, you know, just having something in place, uh, for just for the betterment and, 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 and the progress of, of the, of the wrestling business, you know, I know, you know, not speaking about certain things that happened recently, but, you know, uh, to me, it's like, um, it was a lot harder to get in that in general, it was, you know, it was a lot more, there was, it was the, the early 2000s were a crazy time in independent wrestling. You could never get away with some of the stuff that was being said and done at that point now. And, and some of it rightfully so, you yeah. know, like, yeah. but at the same time, like, you know, there, it, it wasn't like you could just appear and put your tuition down and you were in, there was a lot, you know, like you had to know people. It's kind of like the mafia really. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like still still bits of the what we hear about the old days of the territories um (laughs) (laughs) so tell me so so under the mask was this the sabotage character that that we're talking about so i i did i did that uh it was funny because you know my mom god rest her soul uh she and i uh we sonny bono had gotten killed (laughs) in hitting a tree he felt he was skiing he went into a tree sonny bono people don't know out there is the late husband or ex-husband of Cher. Uh, he was a Senate or a Congressman. Um, and he had hit a tree and it was one of those things where like that let, that was like three in a row of famous people who had died like, yeah. week back to back. And, and we were just like, man, that just sounds, that sounds like sabotage. And I was like, Oh, okay. That sounds like a cool like name. You know, it's one word. It's easy to remember, you know, people aren't going to be able to like, okay, sabotage, you know? So, um, so that's what it was. I didn't want to use like my real name. I didn't want to use, you know, anything else at that point. Mm-hmm. I just needed to get something going with, you know, just to have that around. And, and somehow this got you to Pittsburgh. Can you tell me, tell you how that got you all the way out here from, uh, 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 what a good six, seven, eight hours away. I guess it's like eight hours away, isn't it? I mean, at the time it was like an eternity because we didn't have like the, you know, we didn't have ways or we didn't have yeah, Google yeah. maps. We had like MapQuest. I think was almost there at that point. Maybe, <laughs> but you maybe still had the, you still had to print it out and hope that the ink didn't run out, right? So right, done that. Hey, listen, I can't tell you Mike the amount of times that we. I would just be like, you know what? I'll get there, and I just throw those <laughs> things in the back. It's the adventure. It's all about the journey. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so we would. It would take maybe you know you would consider now. I could get there in like five and a half six hours, but back in those days, man, I it would take. 10, maybe 11 hours, you know, to, to get from New York to, to Pittsburgh. Um, but it was always an adventure. Uh, so NWA, mm-hmm. uh, 
slash NWA slash PWX. They had a tryout and, uh, you know, we had, I think, you know, we had emailed the guys who were in charge of that. And so myself and two other New York guys, Jason Static, and, you know, one of my very good friends, one of my best friends, Spiral BKNY, another guy, you know, God rest his soul, um, went down there, you know, and, uh, you know, me and, me and Spiral had developed a bond. We didn't, I didn't like him in the beginning. I, you know, and I, I say the story a lot, but I never liked him in the beginning because I thought like, this dude had like such an ego, you know, um, but he, the thing is he was so athletically gifted and he was so confident that one wouldn't mistake that for egoism. And to be honest, man, he, he, he helped me so much. I mean, throughout this journey, uh, but we went in there and we faced each other and we just tore it down. And then at that same night, uh, at the bird brawl, I believe we debuted against each other and, that was like, I want to say 2004, if I'm not, you know, mistaken. I didn't have to go to like, back to like cage, cage, uh, like the, the, the website. Yeah. Cage match, yeah. yeah cage match, there you go. <laughs> to double check that. But I believe it was like January or February of 2004. Wow. Well, glad to have you back here. So tell me a little bit about this, this evolution from, from, from sabotage to, to colossal Michael law that we see today. You know, I think that name had to like, so, so I had spurts of time where I had left the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when I tell people sick, I say to people on my shirt and not any you know, great since 98, that's when I started training, but I had taken spurts, you know, like just for different reasons, but I knew coming back into wrestling, I started promoting again. I started, you know, booking, you know, shows and stuff like that, but I knew that the tide had changed, you know, sabotage. I was getting like emails for, to do death matches, you know what I mean? <laughs> and hardcore matches. Cause they thought there was another guy. There was another guy named sabotage on the scene eventually that I guess was doing that sort of thing. So they thought we were the same person. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like you could go on Facebook or, you yeah. know, or Twitter and distinguish one from the other. So I was getting that stuff. I'm like, no, you know, oh, that's, that's not my thing, you know? Um, and then I just knew I had to like change something up, you know? So for a while I was coming with these different monikers to try to, you know, get something to stick. And, you know, I, I won't listen. I've always had a Napoleon complex, man. I I've always carried myself with pride, you know, chest out, shoulders up, you know, like just, you know, it's just me like letting people know I'm here. You know what I mean? And I, and that's just me, man. Like I, I don't care who likes it or doesn't. I like, I respect myself. I, I, you know, I know I put my work in and um, I just, it's a sense of pride. It's not me, again, egoism. It's just pride of, you know, who I feel, you know, I am. And I've always felt I was six, seven. I always felt I was, you know, like just even when I was a kid, when we played football, you know, it would take four people to take me down. Cause mm-hmm. I was just, I, I was like a little rabbit pit bull. You know, I was just, I, 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 I didn't want to, I never believed in my head that I was a smaller guy, despite the fact, you know, that, you know, obvious, obvious implications, but, um, I just try to put something that would really capture the the character of who I was trying to let people believe who I thought I was and or who I am really. Um, and that's colossal, you know. I was like, okay, like, and it flowed well with you know my name, like my cloth. I was like, colossal, my cloth. So, um, that was pretty much it, man. I just needed, I wanted people to be like, okay, there's really no, like, there's no explaining. This is what this guy is. I mean, you can tell from just as soon as I come through the current, okay, this is what this whole deal is. There's no, like, crazy explanation of who this guy is. 
my first introduction to you was I was sent this promo. And it was you in the middle of Times Square with the biggest dumbbell I've ever seen. <laughs> and just this 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 great kind of i think it was just a moving shot of, of of you there with that and uh and i'm just like okay what who the hell is this guy <laughs> where, where do we find this guy from you know because i don't know where they're pulling from the rolodex for the fight underground stuff and you gotta tell me how the how the dumbbell came into play because that that's the visual is tremendous yeah and you know and i thought i have to give all the credit to you know my brother he's a, he's actually an official he referees to a lot of places um you know uh he we just you know as far as being able to stick out you want to be able to capture people's attention as soon as you come out that curtain so for me like okay you know my gear i pride myself on wearing the the best you know wrestling gear you know i i i invest in myself you know i make sure that when I come out there that people's attention is on me. So when I just needed something else, you know what I mean? Because with all things aside that like the, the average size of independent wrestlers, you know, has, it's not when, when I started where most of those guys were like over six feet tall, mm-hmm. over 220 pounds, you know, they were giants, you know, where now it's like, okay, the athleticism has, you know, the, the, the whole paradigm has changed, which is, what it is it's fine so i needed something to help me stick out from everyone else and you know what a better way than present colossal my claw with than with his own huge barbell you know and i was like okay let's just make this as freakishly big and as crazy looking as possible because as soon as that music hits and i come out even if you're one of the people who's on their phone, you're going to have to look up and say, what the hell is this? What's going on here? And <laughs> you kind of just hook them with the gimmick and you sell them with the work rate has always been my mentality. That's awesome. That's awesome. So so I have to ask because uh, you kind of caught fire with a gift that's been going around the Internet. Um, I was just taking a peek at your Facebook and I saw like, I don't know how many shares of this gift. Uh, I have people sending it to me like, like yes, I guess yesterday it blew up. Um, at least that's when I came across it. Uh, uh, so, so you, 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 you had an encounter with a chair, I understand. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit of, 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 about, is there any back, what happened? Me and that chair have heat, you know, uh, it don't mean, it don't mean money. So I, you know, took my aggression out. Uh, you know, listen, I, I don't, I don't make any, uh, apologies for anything. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I've been. It's, this is not the first time I've done something like that. Yeah. Um, it just didn't catch fire like this, you know, and um, whether it's good, bad or different. Uh, listen, I wouldn't I've been doing this long enough. I would never put myself or my opponent uh, in a compromised situation where we, I couldn't get up or they couldn't get up to do this the next day. You know, I in my heart and soul, I truly believe it. Um, people are taking a view of different that people like, Oh, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, or, yeah. you know, that's awesome. That's sick. And you have people who are big fans of it. And listen, at the end of the day, it's all good. You know what I mean? Like I'm not one to sit there and like, re- it's just, I don't, I don't have the time. I don't, you know, I'm, I have two, you know, businesses that I work with. I don't have the time, you know, to, to, to decipher every little thing. And so I'm sure plenty of people have uh, thrown their, their two cents in there. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Um, I personally, you know, um, know that the people who know who I am, know how I, how I've, you know, as a professional wrestler been doing this for a while would never put 
uh, myself or anyone a situation where they they wouldn't be able to get get back up and do this the next day if they had to. You know, I I've always stuck to myself as being a professional. Anyone who's dealt with me um, in the last 16 years, as, as far as an in-ring you know wrestler, know that that's just the way I've been. And uh, you know, I, I may I, I make no. Uh, no, no apologies or anything regarding that. You know, like I, I put my heart and soul to it, to, to everything. There was a two, well, it was about three, four month build to this thing. Uh, Joy and I had done all the proper things in terms of building this thing. And, uh, um, you know, at the end of the day, like it's going to, you know, every time we get in that ring, there's a risk involved. Um, I make sure that I minimize these risks myself by doing stuff that I know I can, you know, get away with you know and listen it's all risky and mm -hmm. you know people are gonna decipher it any way they want and that's perfectly fine by me um i just like i said uh ultimately i i just do i do this because i wanted people to know that you know uh this was a championship match it was a, it was for two championships you know uh we had put a lot of heart and soul into making this event um be seen by a lot of people it's going to be on IWTV soon as well so i think it's one of those things where um you know i just i want to put my best foot forward and and have no regrets about putting it all out there you know it is impressive the the, the gif in, in in question like you you dive you suicide dive and go directly through a chair like the middle of a chair like i think you're wearing the chair after you land and of course the first it, question it was, is, like a, it was like a little tutu afterwards yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, and of course, I, I get sent this thing, and I was like, "My God, is he okay?" Uh, so, right, and of right, course, right. I, I mean, listen, I listen, I I don't blame people for freaking out. It, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. certainly yeah. looked a certain way, Mike, and so I totally get it. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, like I said, uh, um, I, I pride myself in doing this thing, man. Like, I, like I, I I don't know, I can't be as adamant as I want to about the fact that. You know, um, if I if I had gotten injured, that would all have been on me. You know what I mean? Like yeah, at the yeah, end of the yeah, day, like yeah. oh, I, absolutely. I'm not one of those guys that I, I hold myself accountable and responsible. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's it's kind of a kids don't try this at home situation too. So uh, yeah, I <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah. I, I, I wasn't something I was doing when I was a kid. <laughs> so I wouldn't recommend <laughs> an adult who hasn't been trained, let alone a uh, any child, to do something like this. Absolutely, absolutely. So. Uh, I'd rather you went through it than bounced off of it personally. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I think it's the best. I, I will say, and anyone could debate this, the pinpoint accuracy that I had on that right through. <laughs> I, you know, crazy, you crazy shit happens, man. There you go. He's like a Robin Hood arrow right there. Michael Law. The arrow of Mike Law. <laughs> maybe we can get that. To, you can get a giant arrow to go with that. Maybe, maybe that'll be the next phase of my career. There you go. Do one of them Damien Priest kind of entrances. You know, that'll be great. <laughs> so... Uh, I had to touch on that, and again, I, I love that that's popping up. I love to see you're blowing up on that, and I hope that brings a lot of attention to this. Is ECWA is a promotion, and you say they'll be on Correct. IWTV with this uh, event. What's the name of the event so people can watch out for it? Uh, I want to say it was holiday something. Hol you know, like everyone does a holiday thing. It's that's not going to pop off the top of my head. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It was a, but yeah, it's ECWA. It's going to be on IWTV. Um, a lot of other fantastic talent. And matches also there. If my whole thing wasn't your, you know, your, <laughs> you, what you enjoy in wrestling, that's perfectly fine. 
just know that there was more than 15 seconds of action and that um you know that match was you know in my in my opinion and in my head was was as grueling and it was an, as intense as I had promised that it would be a few weeks back you know I'm a person I'm a man of my word what can I say and either way ECWA is is a promotion that I know I hear about uh, a, a good bit uh, a lot of great stuff happening there just look up any of that on on uh, IWTV or wherever you may find that stuff so uh, so I got to talk to you about a little bit of Fight Underground like, we, we kind of started with I mean, that's why I, how I got to know you and everything and we worked on that project here uh, the ma- the first match has been announced you're coming into this tournament here uh, the match will be shown uh, as of this recording as of this broadcast next week over on the Fight Underground social media uh, again it's a different kind of setup uh, uh, you know than than you know uh, the shows that we're, we're, we're seeing your gifts from. Uh, so uh, tell me a little bit, what was it like to, uh, being a part of a, a, something like a fight underground and, and, uh, and, and this kind of mash of a, a, a new different talent that seems to be coming together here in Pittsburgh? You know, I, I knew once, you know, I was asked to be a part of it and be in this tournament that it was going to be unique. You know what I mean? I had seen some previous footage actually and i was like okay this is cool man like i love the idea that this is a true like underground feel man like it's 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 edgy you know what i mean like there's 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 a gusto to it to me i think that's one of the things that's missing in wrestling you know and i know a lot of companies have tried to really duplicate that kind of aura uh from the early 90s late 90s but I, I just kind of felt it, you know what I mean? I felt that atmosphere and I, and I certainly felt the hunger, you know, man, like I love the hunger from the Pittsburgh crew, man, that it, like that whole area has always been, you know, a more rugged, hard hitting, um, just stylistically, it's always been there, you know, that, that forte. And so I, I, and, and, and getting there, I was like, I can feel that vibe, man. And, and it was something that, uh, that I think the fans are, are just going to be in for a big treat. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the first match uh, uh, this past week, uh, Sam Beal, John Roden, there's a lot of uh, uh, interesting names in this tournament. Uh, uh, is there anything that you're looking forward to maybe running into uh, along this to, to see some of the talent uh, face-to-face? No, I, you know, and seeing these guys go at it, man, it's exciting to me. And, it, and I mean, I can't, I can't, put into words and far as far as myself that there's still some excitement in me left when I see some of the younger talent going out there and just going out there and um and just being more aggressive being you know you know laying it in it's it's it, I you know I I get I, it's like me watching like like watching it I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm I'm covering up and I'm throwing a jab and I'm you know I'm getting involved like from not only a mental aspect and an emotional aspect, but a physical aspect. And like, I love watching that, man. I love mm-hmm. watching like these, you know, younger, hungry guys, you know, not, not, not going on there and, and, you know, trying to, you know, get themselves over on, on like clout. They're doing it because they love this thing and they, they're doing it on hard work, you know? And, um, you know, it's easy sometimes to take that easy path uh, that a lot of people have taken. And I get that, you know, um, it's not the way I've done it. Um, but I think ultimately, like uh, my respect goes up tenfold when I see some of these younger guys go in and just tear the roof apart, man. It's 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 so motivating. And I think you were a little later in the in the tapings that day too. 
Uh, so you got to see a lot of it and get that vibe, uh, 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 kind of absorb that a little bit before it was your turn. It was hard, man. I'll tell you, it's hard watching from the side. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what if I'll ever be able to be part of the rest of this after I, you know, decide to to call it quits because just watching, I was pacing back and forth, man, and I'm mm-hmm. and like, you know, I just let me in, man. Like, I just I'm ready to go. I'm ready to like do this thing, and and that's just my mentality, you know. Like, whether you know, in training, whether it was amateur wrestling or kickboxing or anything like that, I always like I just want to get in there, you know. I just want to. It, it's probably to a detriment because you know to go in there sometimes you you might feel like you're prepared but mentally you're probably like 10 steps ahead and that's not always a smart idea um but i just that's me man i just like full speed ahead you know and also the star of your show that i think is hanging during most of the matches is your jacket uh <laughs> it's in the background uh you know you can uh, look out for that easter egg in, in the previous uh, matches that have been out so <laughs> <laughs> I was starting to go through. I'm like, what is this? What is that bright thing in the background on the wall? And I was like, oh, that's that's Mike Boss jacket. Got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only the best, man. I, you know, I, I I I try to stand out any way I can, man. And and, and just that's in the ring, out of the ring, uh, mm-hmm. the way I present myself. Uh, you know, the jackets are a part of the whole deal. Absolutely. It, it, it's also interesting. Uh, the Easter eggs of who is sitting out there, what's going on. Um, Maybe you see a couple things you're not supposed to see. Who knows? Who knows out there when you put a bunch of wrestlers in one room during matches? Yeah, absolutely, man. And I think to me, I like that because it's it's literally studying these guys as you're going along. You know what I mean? A lot of times, you know, I've I've if I had a match coming up, I would I would be this person match to see what I'm you know what am I getting myself into? You know yeah. what I mean? Like um, if it's out there, but this is great because you're seeing what potential matches you have lined up and you're like, okay, well, this is what I can, you know, okay. So I can avoid this. And it's just, it's, it's very good strategically to be able to be there and kind of set your mind ahead and be like, okay, these are my potential matches. This is this guy's weakness. This, this is this guy's like, you know, best abilities. And, you know, I'm just going to try to outshine them and, and win, you know, like this, that's my mentality when I'm watching this stuff. Absolutely. Last question for the night. What's the best and worst thing about wrestling for you? The best thing about wrestling is the unity that it can provide, uh, regardless of race, sexual orientation, um, religious beliefs, musical taste, food, whatever. I love that pro wrestling unites everybody man and i think that's such an important part you know much like music does you know like i think wrestling is one of those genres of not only sport but entertainment that people can really get together and let go of all the other bullshit and just be like okay this is we love that we can this can unite us you know and i think if we really focus on that man wrestling could conquer the world again and um, my least favorite thing about it is the opposite, the divide. You know what I mean? Like, I'm disappointed in some of the people that I've seen as far and or I've heard, um, you know, regarding certain comments. And, you know, to me, man, I, I never had to go online to get myself clout or anything like that. Um, I just put the work in, man. And, you know, for people who are, watch whether you whether you watch me wrestle from the time i started till 
maybe you just watched that clip and, and, and whether it got you interested in me as a, as a person or as a, as a wrestler, um, you know, just know that um, it's all been through hard work, man. And it won't stop. I mean, I don't expect, like, I don't expect just because this thing is, you know, hitting its, its uh, uh, increase in, in viewership that I'm going to like, yeah, I'm going to lay back. No, man, the promos will still be out there. The vignettes will still be out there. I'll be in the gym tomorrow working out. I'll be training in the ring uh, later this week. You know what I mean? Taking the necessary precautions, but just know that like, I don't rest on my laurels, man. I never have, never will. I wasn't built that way. I work hard for what I, you know, have been not necessarily given, but what I've had to take. Uh, and I have a lot of pride in that, you know? Absolutely. Uh, so where can people find, uh, find you online and, uh, and generally where can they find you promotion wise? Well, you can, I'm going to plug the stores because merch, you know, it's a holiday season. For sure. Why not, right. Uh, go to my storefrontier.com site. Just type in Colossal. It's C-O-L-L-O-S-S-A-L. Well, I had that problem the other night in Massachusetts with spelling my own name. Uh, so, you know, Colossal Mike Law, and that's my Store Frontier site. Um, and you can just type that in. And we have sweaters, shirts, tank tops, uh, kids wear, you name it. And then there's my Pro Wrestling Tea site. Same thing. Just type in Colossal Mike Law. Um, you can catch me on Instagram. Facebook, well, not Facebook. I don't have any more room for anybody. Just follow my page, Colossal Mike Law. It's that across the board. I cannot make it any easier for you people than just say it's Colossal Mike Law. And don't worry, uh, Google will take care of that that uh, that that spelling if you're having trouble like I did when I first yeah. had them coming in. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> Listen, right. I still have trouble. I can see why. I I can see why promoters mm-hmm. only put Mike Law. I go, you know, guys, it is colossal Mike Law. It's been like that for years. But now I could understand when I was asked the other oh. day what it was. I was like, wait, is that the spelling? Because when you spell it out, it's such, it looks weird. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't look like it should be I, I've dropped a moniker or two for spelling on a on a title <laughs> here and there for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'd rather it not go out wrong than we'll just. Yeah. Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, uh, uh, looking forward to one to watch on Fight Underground or IWTV or wherever you come across Mike Law. Just follow his Twitter and find out where he's going to be here in the future because who knows where any of us are going to be in three months from now, right? Uh, so <laughs> we're trying to do events. Definitely trying, but we'll see what life uh, uh, gets us here. Uh, so uh, with that, hey, thanks, Mike Law, for joining us. And uh, follow him. Check him out over there. And you can check out him and uh, and uh, a lot of other great stuff over at IndieWrestling.us. Until next time, please support Indie Wrestling. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at SorgatronMedia.com.